Welcome to the Conceive Baby podcast, where we give you access to leading international fertility experts across all aspects of fertility and preconception health to help you conceive and carry a healthy baby. Here's your host, natural fertility specialist and Conceive Baby founder, Tasha Jennings. Hi, and welcome to our Conceive Baby discussion today. Today, we'll be talking about a topic that's probably often avoided when we're trying to fall pregnant. It's easy easy to get so caught up in that baby-making goal that we can really lose that intimacy that we have with our partner. So today, we're going to be talking about why it is so important to maintain that intimacy, as well as some practical advice to help you keep the intimacy alive. So firstly, for those of you who haven't joined us before, my name's Tasha Jennings, founder of Conceive Baby. I am a naturopath, nutritionist, natural fertility specialist, and author of The Vitamins Guide and The Fertility Diet, as well as an expert contributor to many major media media publications. I'm also the director of Zycia. Now, Zycia means life and specialises in premium nutritional supplementation to promote and support life in its earliest stages. And as many of you who are part of the Conceive Baby community would know, I'm passionate about helping couples fall pregnant and have happy, healthy babies. My aim for conceivebaby.com.au is to really bring together a team of specialists across all aspects of fertility and preconception health to provide you with qualified expert information to help you achieve your baby dreams. And a valued specialist that we have today is Aziah McKimmy. Aziah is a couples therapist, a sex therapist, sexologist and coach who has been helping women and couples discover a deeper intimacy and desire for over a decade. As one of Australia's most qualified sex and relationship experts, Aziah holds a master's degree in relational psychotherapy, a master's degree in science in medicine, in sexual counselling and psychosexual therapy, a postgraduate diploma of sexology and a certificate from the prestigious Institute for the Advanced Studies of Human Sexuality. And beyond that, as you'll see, she's compassionate, understanding and absolutely non-judgmental. She builds her reputation on getting results and helping her clients live happier lives. So welcome, Isaiah. Thank you so much, Tasha. It's lovely to be here. Well, when we're talking about falling pregnant, uh, falling pregnant we can often get so focused on that goal, as we said, mm. that we forget that deeper intimacy. And I know you are well-versed on this topic, so thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us today. I know you've just come off the back of an interview with the ABC and you're also in Harper's Bazaar this month, so busy times for you. So we really appreciate you making the time to speak with us today. Mm -hmm. So firstly, as we said, sex can become about the baby-making goal Uh, more than a real connection. Uh, Why should we maintain that intimacy? Why is it so important? 
Yeah, I think intimacy can be such an important part of our relationship and, and in so many ways the glue that holds our family together. So, you know, you and your partner staying really connected on this journey is, of course, going to to benefit everyone. It's going to make it easier on you. It's going to make it easier on your partner. And it's also, I think, really helpful to consider the nest that you're inviting this baby into, like that you're already creating that and creating a, a really solid partnership for going forward together with your family. I think that's wonderful that you were saying, and I was discussing this earlier, and it's something mm-hmm. I hadn't really considered. We sort of considered the intimacy about something between us as a couple that we need mm-hmm. to maintain, but it's not just about that. It's about bringing the baby into a loving um, environment and keeping that alive to bring that baby into that beautiful nest. I think it's a lovely analogy that you use there. Yeah, absolutely. And to, to you know, uh, you know, I understand the, the kind of challenges that go on when people are trying to conceive, but to have that, um, you know, conception really be born out of love and that, um, you know, our love making together can be, you know, some of the most beautiful and intimate times that we spend together. So to have that be, you know, some of the creation or at least some of the, the, the groundwork that, you know, whichever route you, you choose to kind of um, end up conceiving from that that's some of the groundwork that you're that you're inviting the baby into I think you're right and that holds true whether you are trying to conceive naturally and that has become the goal um, or else you are going through IVF and either either road can be difficult to maintain that intimacy because we mm-hmm. that sex is becomes a, a different purpose um, in a way so um, yeah. creating that beautiful yeah. warm nest um, is great but it can be easier said than done. Uh, we are so focused on that baby and I know from personal experience you really, really want that baby now and will go to any length to, to really make that happen. Yeah. What are some tools that, and advice that you use for your clients to help them achieve that intimacy that we're talking about? Yeah, so, you know, so I've worked with, with clients at various stages on this journey, um, with clients who are in it, actually clients who, who've kind of been through it and then realized that they, they need to kind of go back and connect, you know, because it, it did become a chore. It became scheduled, you know, one or both partners felt like they have had to perform or, you know, they felt like one or both bodies were kind of letting them down. And so sex kind of became a reminder of, of what wasn't working. So I think for me, there are really kind of um, five key areas that, that I think are really important to, to look at in terms, of, um, in terms of reigniting desire, but really keeping intimacy alive as well. For me, when I'm talking about, you know, sex and intimacy, I'm also talking about the whole relationship. So, so for me, having like a really solid foundation of connection love, understanding between you is then what your more physical and sexual intimacy uh, can be built on. And it's a great way to think about it. I think it takes almost the pressure off the sex as the, 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 the goal, um, but creating that, that relationship that, that then leads to something more, more deeper. Yeah, absolutely. So, so to really think about keeping general intimacy alive, in the relationship, you know, which means, um, you know, just remembering all the things about your partner that that you love, you know, the reasons you you wanted to to start a family 
with this person and and you know and remembering the the love and the connection that you have um beyond trying to to conceive i think it's really important to you know to remember to kind of keep seducing each other as well so that it, it isn't just about sex as a, a function it really is about um remembering acts of kindness to towards each other so you know doing things putting an effort into your relationship um you know and, and it can happen for all of us when we have really busy lives that you know we don't have time we can end up kind of taking our partner for granted or we can feel like we're we're two ships passing in the night because we're spending time together but we're never kind of having that that deeper connection or kind of stepping outside the the daily grind so I really suggest that, you know, couples make time to spend together. I think that that can be a really, really key kind of issue. And so often for, for couples that I'm working with in, in coaching, I will suggest two things as a start. So one is what I call uh, a 10-minute daily check-in. And that's really about taking 10 minutes out of your day when you both get home at night to actually just be together, to really stop and, and actually just look at each other without any distractions going on, to do something as simple as talking about how your day was. Like really, you know, how are you doing today? How are you? What's going on for you is, is something that can often be overlooked. You know, I, I really encourage my my clients in that check-in to also share something that they appreciate about each other because, again, that's one of the things that I think, you know, we can kind of take for granted or or can get lost, you know, in the daily grind and particularly when we're going through something challenging like, you know, like trying to, to conceive um, and that there's actual physical touch included in that check-in as well that, you know, that there's presence with that physical touch. It isn't, you know, just kind of touching each other on the couch, although that's really beautiful as well, but that there's there's something quite intentional about strengthening your physical connection that way. And, you know, and really 10 minutes can make such a difference in that to, to your relationship. You know, and the other thing I, I recommend that people do on, on more of a weekly basis is, you know, is to have some kind of date night. You know, and whether that's going out or doing something just a little bit special but staying in, I think it's really about kind of saying to each other, this relationship is really important to us and we're going to continue to make it a priority and, and really go out of our way for it. I think it's really important to know when you are trying to conceive and also when you do get pregnant that, that you have these tools in place um, to maintain that relationship. And I know we often talk about date night and everyone talks about date night. It's almost mm. a, but it, it is so important that we forget the importance of it because, because it comes a flippant thing um, and it's not just about going to the movies. It is about connecting with your partner. I think, as you mm. mentioned, intimacy is not just about the sexual act. And, in fact, there's ways to almost take that out of the equation. The intimacy becomes something else and, and different forms of touch and and taking that away away from the, the pressure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and I think you make a, a really good point there because I think that that's, um, you know, that's something else as well to be conscious of, that that physical intimacy doesn't just become about a goal 
that it's not, you know, um, during a particular window or that it's only for, you know, for a purpose, that actually we're having this intimacy, sensuality connection with someone, you know, throughout the month and, and ongoing, you know, if we, um, you know, are, you know, going down other routes to, to conceive as well, that actually that still is, is something that's happening between you. Um, so, you know, any kind of physical touch and affection is going to help us release a hormone called oxytocin, which helps us feel bonded and connected. So if we're engaging in you know, in just kind of um, loving physical touch with someone, our body's going to be releasing that hormone that is going to help us feel uh, feel connected. So, you know, I often suggest that couples, um, you know, they may need to schedule time to do this as well. I, I call them bedroom dates, which, you know, which is not just about having sex. It's actually about saying, oh, our physical intimacy and connection is really important. Let's make sure we set aside some time for that as well um, that isn't, you know, part of the, the schedule of, of these are my fertile days. Um, you know, so having a bath together, having a, you know, sexy shower time together can be really lovely. Uh, massage together. I have a really beautiful exercise called body mapping that I often suggest that um, that couples do because it's really about just getting to know each other's bodies and bringing some of the the pleasure and connection back to back to back to intimacy aside from from just a goal. Yeah, oh, tell us more about that because I know the, the the practical tools and things people can do are really valuable. Um, so, what, what what more about body mapping? What what can we do to to I guess do that with our my partner? Yeah. So so body mapping is is like a massage, um, but it's really not about getting it right. It's more about communication and exploration. So what um, what I have my my clients do it. This is a homework. Obviously, none of this happens um, in in my office. Um, is have clients you know set aside about twenty minutes each. One partner will will start at um, at the toes of their partner, and it's about experimenting with different kinds of touch in different parts of their body and getting feedback from that person as you go. So, um, you know, there's all these, you know, often soft little sensitive areas that, that can get forgotten on our bodies. So it's like we kind of go exploring. We look at, you know, are the backs of the knees sensitive to them? What about the inner thighs, um, you know, between the toes, between the fingers? And really just taking your time to to give central touch and explore your partner's body so that you can then take some of what you learn into your lovemaking further down the track. Um, you know, some of the feedback you might find secret little spots or you might discover that they like really light touch as opposed to firm touch. Um, there's all these different things that you can learn. So it's a really beautiful, intimate and connecting exercise for, for couples to do. And of course, it doesn't need to to end in sex. It's just a beautiful exercise to do um, on its own, and a great way to take the pressure off and just make it more enjoyable um, than about yeah. a goal. And I know we spoke in a previous webinar with Kath Corcoran, who is a fertility psychologist, and like the oxytocin you mentioned, mm. fertility can be a very stressful. Um, 
yeah, time uh, when you are either doing IVF or, or even if you are struggling on your own, there can be all manners of stress, um, different hormones going through your body. So I think the act of um, having that lack of stress in your sex life because you that doesn't want to, you don't want that to become another stress to add to the bow. It yes. should be actually about relaxation. And if you can get those endorphins and those hormones, those really pleasure hormones and those relaxation mm. hormones flowing through your body, you are actually more likely to conceive as well. Yes, yes, exactly. Absolutely. Turn off that ovulation, turn off those, you know, receptive hormones. Um, so if we can rekindle that intimacy, um, as you said, um, would be great. So how do we... Also, I've got another thing here. We know we spoke about, like, isn't it interesting? I know it just becomes... Because yeah. we're just so focused on the goal, you know, what, what do you recommend people do to... to to keep it inspiring and enjoyable. Yeah, I think that's, you know I, know, I know we did speak about this earlier because it, you know, it does become routine and, you know, and even for couples who aren't kind of going going through this kind of challenging journey as well, um, you know, we can kind of fall oh, into a little bit of a sex rut. We sometimes call it, you know, it's like we we learn what's functional and, and what works and, you know, often we're tired at the end of the day or, you know, if you're trying to conceive, you might not have a very big window. And so you can want it all to happen, um, you know, really quickly or, or efficiently sometimes. So, I th- you know, I think it is important to to keep things varied and exciting. And so that might be trying different things together. It might be, you know, even as simple of having sex in a different room of the house um, as opposed to, you know, just the bed all the time. Scheduling a weekend away can be really helpful for that as well. It can, you know, get you guys out of your regular routine, away from all the stresses, um, and just help to kind of add some some excitement into it. You know, I, I sometimes suggest that, that couples make a little bit of a routine out of it as well. So, um, extended foreplay can actually, um, you know, when we're talking extended, I say actually 15 to 20 minutes is about the minimum that we recommend before women have sex. That's going to give their bodies time to lubricate. It's going to allow the muscles that hold the uterus in place to contract and just move the uterus um, back. And it's going to uh, allow a woman to feel more sensation as well. So, so rather than having um, sex be, you know, be all about function, make a little bit of a ritual of it. Light some candles, put some music on, have a shower together beforehand. Um, and, you know, and try a few different things for foreplay. Try some new positions um, just to kind of keep it really enjoyable for, for both of you. You know, quickies are great as well. You know, sometimes I, I think, you know, not to forget those, not to forget the place that, that they can have because, because they can be really fun and exciting too. Um, you know, and I, I think really one of the things that, that in my experience help couples just maintain a, a really enjoyable and connected sex life together is, is being able to talk about sex together. And that's something that we're, we're not often taught to do. Um, so when I kind of became a sex therapist, I imagined that I would be learning and, and then teaching all of these really interesting kind of, um, you know, 
tricks and, and techniques around sex. Um, but really what I find mostly that I'm doing is teaching couples how to, how to navigate that world together, how to communicate about it, how to discover what actually makes meaningful, satisfying sex for them and for them as a couple. Yeah, and discovering those things for yourself. I know you mentioned it's not all about your partner, but also about the self-care um, that you need to help yeah. maintain that intimacy as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think self-care is really important in any relationship. Um and it often kind of gets overlooked in, you know, in a lot of, um, you know, relationship tips. Um, it, it, self-care can be overlooked, but you nourishing yourself, kind of fill, filling up your own tank so you're giving to your partner, you know, and then to your family from the overflow actually benefits all of you. And, you know, you were talking about the relaxation earlier. It's really hard to feel turned on when we're really stressed. So having time to to give back to ourselves, to, you know, having some downtime, just being able to, to relax and reset is really, really important for, for maintaining intimacy but and also to for us having the energy to give to our partner. Yeah, it's, it's not just about the, I think it's great that we're seeing that intimacy, A, is not just about the sex um, and it can be or it is um, more about the bond that you have and also how important this is not just in establishing a healthier relationship but for the whole baby-making process. As mentioned initially, you're bringing the baby into this lovely nest of love that you are expressing and creating you're also releasing the right hormones, those relaxation hormones, instead of all the cortisol that's often going on inside your, your body with that stress of wanting to have a baby, perhaps work pressure, mm. stress of life in general, um, and also the biological clock in the back of your, back of your mind, yeah. a lot of cortisol running through your body. And, and A, as yeah. you said, it doesn't make you feel very sexy or turned on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's also not conducive to making a baby. So I think it's good for people to be aware, and hopefully we've we've broken that barrier down a bit today. Is that it's okay to talk about sex outside yes. of how it's going to help you make a baby? Yes, yes. And, and oh, yeah, sorry. No, I was going to say, and also that not just that it's okay, but actually that it's important. Yeah. Um, you know, it is important. And, um, and Esther Perel, who's a, um, a, a wonderful therapist, um, you know, she talks about desire uh, a lot as well. You know, um, in some of her papers that I, I've read, she, you know, she says, what is it about having a meaningful sex life that we don't think that that's a need of our children? And I, and I really liked what she's saying there, that actually the, 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 the beautiful connection and the meaningful sex between two parents is a beautiful thing to be able to kind of pass on to a child in the way of this is how two people can have a really intimate and loving relationship. And then we teach our children as well, this is, this is what a relationship can can be this is how you can be comfortable with sex as well so that they get to have really meaningful connected intimate relationships you know as as they become adults as well 
Yeah, I think you're right. It's important to remember it's not just about the two of you. You are passing this on to your child. And even when you are trying to fall pregnant, you I mean, you already, as, as I've spoken about in previous webinars, the, the egg takes 90 days to develop until it's spat out at ovulation. And you want that egg to be the healthiest egg possible and really develop in a nurturing, nourished environment. So that's really three months before you do actually conceive that you are having an impact on that child, an impact on not only the health of the egg and your ability to actually create a fetus because every month, yes, we pop out an egg. Every month that may or may not be have all the DNA and all the stuff we need or it might not be a great egg to be able to conceive. So the, the more it is nourished, um, obviously, by diet and nutrition, but also about the hormones, about the lack of stress hormones, about the, the wonderful environment that that, as I said, your future baby is already there. You're already nourishing your future baby, not only in terms of its uh, nourishment um, from your nutrition perspective, but also, of course, the emotional perspective, that nourishment that your baby is getting from the right hormones flooding through. And I just think it's a great analogy of creating that nest. I know I always go back to the fact that, you know, people spend weeks, months, you know, creating beautiful nursery, decorating, painting, but the most important nursery that your baby will ever have is the one inside you and even prior to conceiving, you're already carrying all that DNA, you're already nourishing that future child. And I think this is a great aspect that I even hadn't really considered as as, as vital as it, as it is. Yeah, absolutely, Tasha. <laughs> so it's been wonderful to speak with you today. I know you're a wealth of knowledge on this topic. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to add before, before we go today? Um, look, just... To add- you know, I, I think it's always really important for me to say to, you know, to people who, who are going through this journey or who might be struggling in some ways with their relationship, that it's really okay to reach out and get help. We can have this assumption that, you know, everyone else is, is doing okay. Everyone else has got this great relationship or this great sex life and, and that, oh, there's something wrong with us if, if things aren't going as smoothly as we want them to be or we kind of get off track a little bit. So I just think it's really important to remember that, you know, that there are people out there who can give you the support and and there's nothing wrong with you. You haven't failed. You know, it doesn't mean anything about you or your relationship. If you choose to reach out and get support in that area, we can really see it as, you know, as an enhancement rather than there's something wrong that needs to be fixed that actually just getting some support in this area can be a huge benefit to you and your partner and the process of conceiving as well. Absolutely. That's a great point. I'm glad you, you brought that up. So I think that goes for every aspect of fertility, um, whether it's sexual health or whether it is um, yeah, an infertility issue. There's, there's nothing wrong with you. Um, a lot of people are going through what you're going through and reaching out to the right specialist is more um, empowering than actually you know, it just, uh, I, I can't, nothing's working. Um, it can actually empower you to achieve your goals um, faster, quicker, 
and more efficiently. Um, and we've got a great directory on conceivebaby.com.au for that, which I'll pop you up on because I think people will be scrambling to come and see you um, for this, this great information. But if you do have um, some needs that you believe you need to see a specialist for, I know it can be quite difficult to just Google and find a specialist who you really gel with. Um, so mm-hmm. on conceivebaby.com.au, jump on the directory there and we do have a list of specialists um, that are you know, qualified in their in their professions and can really help you in that respect. Yeah, beautiful. And, you know, and just if anyone is interested in, you know, in speaking to me further about this, I do all my sessions via Skype. So actually people get to be in the comfort of their own home. I can speak to you and your partner as well. And it also means that, you know, that I have clients all over Australia as well. So um, if anyone's wondering where am I, that I'm, I'm available everywhere at the moment. I think that's reassuring to know. And do you see people overseas? I know we do have quite a large following in, in um, the US and the UK as well. Or yeah. Is, yes. Yeah, yeah. Abs- absolutely. Absolutely. I think I've seen clients from about 14 countries um, at this point. So and I often speak to clients in the US and, and in different parts of Europe as well. I think that's reassuring to know and I think that's great that we can provide this through the the technology that we have available to us these days. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Isaiah, so much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule, I know. Um, So if anyone would like like to hear more from Isaiah, we will pop her details up on the You Can See Baby directory there um, or listen to the ABC or Grab Harper's Bazaar this month uh, where you'll see um, her featured. So thanks for joining us and we look forward to seeing you at the next one. Thanks so much, Tasha. Bye.